Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. August 8, 2013. After fighting with his wife, a man leaves his San Angelo, Texas home to travel two hours away to his father's home in Crowley, Texas. Somewhere along the way, an incident occurs. He makes a series of phone calls, including one to 911. What he tells the operator is still being debated today. What isn't being debated is the fact that he disappears without a trace. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Brandon Lawson. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist, bitterly cold and wet basement. We had a week full of the 20s. Yeah, it's pretty cold, man. Yeah, a little chilly down here in the old basement. Well, that roar you hear in the background is a uh, propane flamethrower. We're keeping this bitch warm. <laughs> yeah, last week was fucking cold down here, man. It was. For those of you that are still tuning in, we appreciate you. If you haven't done so, please go over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. It really helps. That'd really be does. awesome. Really, really does. We are closing in on Coach's Twitter numbers. We're up to 110 on the Instagram. I think we're at like 119, 117 on the Twitter. See? So yeah, I'm closing in. You might in. catch Bitches. me, man. This week, we are drinking the fine... Fine beer from Shiner Brewing Company out of Texas called Shiner Cold Front. It is a pale lager, lots of hop, and a little bit of malty sweetness right there at the end. (laughs) It is pretty, pretty good. Now, actually it's not called Cold Front. I apologize. It's called Shiner Cold Front Frost. Oh my God. How do you fuck that I know. Well, after you drink as much as I have, you you screw it up. That's a good point. Now, on to more important things. I will say that we've not had this uh, mentioned her in a while, and it's not because we don't love her. It's just because uh, we think she's been in rehab, but Meth Mouth Judy (laughs) has made her return. Saw her at uh, Kylie's Corner today when I picked up the shiner, and... uh, she still got the meth mouth, is all I can say. Did not see uh, the donut lady. Thank God. She kind of scares me. Coach, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm happy to report that uh doing some competing lately. I've been pretty good, man. got double gold in Nashville last weekend. and uh, I've actually moved up to uh, number seven in the world in my... Very, very specific age group and belt division in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yes, but it is uh, seventh in the world. Not many people can say that you are ranked seventh in the world and went to Worlds and placed third. I did, actually. Yeah, that's true. 
So don't sell the coach short. Yeah, well, I mean, if you are very, if you have never done jujitsu in your life, there's a good chance I could fuck you up at it. That's right. <laughs> but if you know what you're doing, you might have a chance against me. If you grab his foot, you win. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I got bunions, man. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. All right. As Coach alluded to in the opening, we are tackling the case of Brandon Lawson. And, yes, we are well aware that the fact that this case has been done by probably 4,000 yeah, podcasts. Yeah, this is probably the most uh, well-known case that we've done so far. You know, um, Henry McCabe and uh, Blair Adams, you know, in the in the podcasting world or the true crime world, they're, they're known, but... Man, Brandon Lawson, if you are if we interest you in this topic, just look him up look up that name on any uh, uh podcast app and you'll get fifty thousand episodes, man. Everybody's done this. And there are podcasts out there that zone in on specific items in the case, one of which is the nine one one call that we will we will play. Just like Henry McCabe, it is it's a very strange call. It's strange for a different reason, because this man does not enunciate well at all. It's very, about half of the 911 call is very clear. There's no doubt about what he says. And then the other half, extremely debated. And we will, somewhere in our lovely podcast, play you this 911 call. But if this case does interest you and you think you hear something, the fine gentleman over it, True Crime Garage did two episodes on just the 911 call, and Captain broke it down, enhanced it, repeated it, looped it, whatever you want to call it, and there's a lot of stuff in there. We will also post a link to a YouTube video that the guy... That we've already, we've actually recommended his page already, but he did a great... Yeah, he did. He did a a real good job. Uh, The Unknown unknown Observer did a really good... uh, episode on this so but it's just strange man it's just before we even get started i just want to say if you ever find yourself in an emergency situation you have got to stay calm enough to be clear on that call if you really need help it is it's a lot of this stuff is definitely questionable and then there's so many fingers to this spider web that you can get lost you can chase down your own rabbits there is a whole reddit thread with this stuff in it it's uh it's reddit backslash uh brandon lawson and anything you can imagine they have tackled that or they are tackling we're going to start off with an updated timeline of what happened that fateful night and it's around 11.30, and this is one of the, I guess, question marks about the exact time, but we'll say around 11.30. Brandon calls his father to tell him he's driving to his house. His father unsuccessfully tries talking him out of it. Yeah, he's ha- he's, he's having a fight with his wife, or his common-law wife. They're having an argument. He decides to get away, leave the house. So he's going to drive two hours to his father's house when his brother, in fact, lives about five minutes away. Right, and so that's le- a, that's a what the fuck moment right there. Yes, why choose the two hours when you could just do five minutes? And he leave Brandon leaves his own home in San Angelo, Texas, and heads for his father's house in Crowley, Texas. 
Now, his common-law wife, estranged wife, live-in wife, whatever the hell you want to call her, her name is Ledessa. Around two... Uh, Which is two. a very Texas name. Yes, it That's is. That's a Texas name. Through and through. I would guarantee that 90% of the Ladessas on this planet... Live in Texas. Live in Texas. Yes. <laughs> so it, it's at 12 a.m. that she calls his cell phone and asks him to return home or go to his brother's. Brandon flat out refuses. Then at 12.10 a.m., Brandon's brother Kyle arrives at Brandon's home to check on Ladessa and the children. And then... At 12.34 a.m. and again at 12.36 a.m., Ledessa misses two calls from Brandon. Then at 12.38 a.m., Brandon calls Kyle to tell him his truck has run out of gas. Brandon tells his brother that he's being chased by Mexicans from the neighborhood. And this is, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about, but his brother responds by asking if he's hallucinating due to drugs. Brandon insists he isn't. Now, Which is exactly what somebody on drugs would say. Right. <laughs> now, this has not been confirmed. It was likely on this phone call or the other the only other call could have been was a minute and 10 seconds. We have the actual longitude and latitude that we can put out for the location of Brandon's truck. That's too smart for us. Well, we can just post a picture. True, but I may <laughs> I may actually plug this into Google and then Google Maps and then snapshot the the picture of Google Maps to look so that you can have a good idea of where the hell this is at and it is yeah but in the middle of fucking nowhere it's the internet man I guarantee you that's already been done well so is this podcast fucker <laughs> <laughs> well you got me there yeah <laughs> at twelve forty a.m. Kyle calls Ladessa to tell her that Brandon has run out of gas. At 12.48, Ladessa misses a third call from Brandon. Boy, she's really concerned about his ass going to Kyle's. Well, you know, she's probably tired of his shit. Well, she probably is. At they got three moment. small children, too. Yeah. And he's decided to pout and leave. Yeah, that's true. Now, at 12.50, Brandon calls 911. At 12.57, Brandon calls his neighbor. At 12.58, the neighbor tries to call Brandon back three separate times. It is at this same time, 12.58, that a passing motorist calls 911 to report Brandon's vehicle partially blocking the highway. At 1.10 a.m., Kyle arrives on the scene to find Brandon missing. An officer arrives about the same time. Kyle claims to be on the phone with Brandon at this time and that Brandon can see Kyle and the officer. What the fuck? Alright, at 1.18 a.m., Audrey texts Brandon to tell him the police are still at his truck. Now, Audrey is Kyle's girlfriend slash baby mama. At 1.19 a.m., Audrey receives a phone call from Brandon in which he states that he is 10 minutes up the road and bleeding. Now, they think that he walked north away from the vehicle, which is backed up up by the fact that there are cell phone pings from his phone and they're all pinging north of his truck's location. It's at the same time, 1.19 a.m., that Audrey and Kyle drive back south towards San San Angelo out of sight of the officer and wait 45 minutes for Brandon before returning to their home. 
Ledessa misses more calls from Brandon. Around 2 a.m., Kyle and Audrey arrive back at their home. At 3 a.m., Brandon's phone is either shut off or loses power. 7 a.m., Kyle goes back to the truck and places a gas can in the bed of Brandon's truck. And then at 8.30 a.m., Brandon's truck is towed. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is the timeline of things that happened that night. Now we are going to play for you the actual 911 call from Brandon. Yeah, we just need to get it out of the way just so we can put it out there. You can hear it and then you can understand. If you've never heard it before, you can understand the frustration of many, many Redditors, podcasters, YouTubers, everybody that's come in contact with this 911 call. It's so frustrating and so weird that it's definitely the reason why this case has garnered so much attention is because it's what the fuck does he say what the fuck does he mean what the fuck is going on yeah there's a a plethora of question marks what did he say it's been enhanced we slow it down and you know it's with anything audio wise it's going to be what your ears hear so here is the official 911 phone call So as you can hear, that's why people highly debate what this man says. And it's, I think it's important to point out that the call comes into a nursing home. This town is so small that the 911 center is actually shared with the nursing home. And these are actual nurses that have had some training for 911, but they're not experts. So perhaps she could have, if she would have been better trained and been a professional 911 operator she could have got more info from him and made and had things a little clearer but so do you want to do do you want to play the slowed down version so they can yes and now we're going to play the i guess edited version they actually slow it down a little bit i want to say it's half speed I think so. I think it is half speed. Anyway, it's going to be less than full speed. And what many, many podcasts have pointed out, and I feel like we need to point out as well, is when you slow stump something, stumping. When you slow stepping down, by God. We down there in Abilene. When you you slow something down, the person's going to sound more intoxicated. So don't be fooled by that. Don't be like, well, he's drunker than shit. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's... (laughs) This Believe is me, slow that. If, yeah. if you've ever listened to our podcast at half speed, you might piss yourself. <laughs> by God, yeah, it's much funnier because. <laughs> yeah, it is. I have to admit. All right, sidebar over. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Here is the slowed down version of Brandon's nine one one call. Hello. 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 Hello.
All right, as you can tell, there are some things that become a lot clearer, and there is some things that you're like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah, it's about half. I mean, it is. I mean, you get a, a real good grasp on a lot of things. You know for a fact that he's in a field? Yes. You know for a fact that they're going towards Abilene on both sides? But you don't know what is doing. This is Staper. That's a that's very contested word. We said Staper preaching guys over or pushing guys over or whatever. Yeah, it's just... Uh, to me, other podcasts say pushing or pulling. To I us, it I sounds hear. like he says preaching. says yeah. Staper preaching guys over. Now, there was a Reddit person that is from Bront that goes by the name of No Name, No Slogan. Hmm. I like that. Simple man. Yes. And he has... This is his theory, and I'm giving him full credit for this, but he says, as a fellow Texan, here's my take on the call. Operator states, 911 emergency. Brandon then states, yes, I'm in the middle of a field. I escaped, pushed some guys over out here going towards Abilene on both sides. My truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. Some guys just chased me into the woods. Please hurry. Operator starts speaking over Brandon. Brandon then states, and we're not talking to him. I actually accidentally ran into him operator oh you ran into him and it could be there's no talking to him right brandon states just the first guy operator states do you need an ambulance brandon with a low voice in the background says yeah then brandon says no i need the cops operator is anybody hurt hello 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 then it sounds like and I thought I heard this too in the in the regular version. It says call sounds as a car maybe driving over a bridge. Mm-hmm. The thump thump. There is a bridge over yeah. near where he is. Some people say it's gunshots. Yes. This guy goes on to say that he believes that Brandon may have been waiting at the rest stop for his brother or walking back towards Bront when a car stopped and then he says, from everything I've read, Brandon left home after fighting with Ledessa because he'd been out partying, had relapsed from celebrating a new job, already passed his new drug test. He was to start the following week. His new work clothes was in the truck. He was headed to Fort Worth to his dad's. To me, this seems very possible. Someone stops to offer help. Who knows? Maybe they talked at the rest stop, which is a, just a couple of picnic tables. If we believe he did relapse, then it's a safe assumption he may have had some dope on him. 
This guy states, I find it very possible for a local to have drugged up on this and carried out some hillbilly justice. Now, going back to this man's theory, I could see Brandon relapsing out of the fact that he's just got a new job. I'm going to go. And that may have been what the argument was over. And that may be why Ledessa is real tight-lipped about what the argument was over. Yeah. Well, I mean, his brother Kyle is later to state that he he didn't think Brandon yeah. was on meth. He knew he, he, knew was, he was on, on meth. meth. And that, I mean, to an addict, to someone who does drugs or abuses alcohol, that makes perfect sense to somebody that does something like that. Well, I just passed a drug test. They ain't gonna drug test me again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get me a little snooty snoot. Yeah, I'm gonna free base me some meth and have me a good time. Celebrate my new job. My shit. And then the old lady in. gets on the ass. Oh. And, and pretty the argument. Soon, yeah. yeah. Argument ensues. So. And the fact that he chooses to. He decides to drive to his dad's. Instead of his instead brothers. of his brothers would make a little bit of sense if he was high on methamphetamine, because he probably figures by the time he gets there he'll be down he'll be down or since it's already that late at night it's twelve thirty in the evening he'll get to his dad's at two thirty his dad will probably leave the door unlocked for him and he won't even have to see his father true he'd just come in and go to bed or whatever I don't know I've never done meth so I don't know what happens. I'm assuming you don't go to bed. <laughs> now, there is a theory that I cannot find, again, on web sleuths that states that people on meth always have someone of the opposite sex that they f- do meth with. I don't know, like I'd Coach said. Take, I have taken the word for it. Yeah, because I don't, I don't really know a lot of people on meth. I try to stay away from that. But uh hearing some stories third-hand stories that's true i mean there's some people that you get some meth with there's this good looking girl there to me you know the people that say that the sounds in the 911 call were gunshots if i'm shot and i'm bleeding because i'm shot i'm not going to tell you i'm bleeding i'm going to be like i have been fucking shot somebody fucking help me <laughs> come get me if you just say hey i'm in a field and i'm bleeding that could be a scrape. He could have run into some barbed wire. He could have run into some briar bushes. He could have fell and scraped his knee. It, the fact that the man remains so calm in the 911 call and the fact that he's relatively calm from secondhand reports from the phone calls, it's hard for me to believe that the man was shot. Agreed. I don't know what happened, but... If the man was shot, he handled it quite well. Uh, we'll post a link to this on our social media pages. And this is the SanAngeloLive.com news article. And it states in this article that uh, Ledessa and Brandon were together for 10 years. So... If that's the case, hell, they've been together since he was 16 because he was 26 when he went missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they, they've been, they were high school sweethearts. Around 1 a.m., uh, the Cook County Sheriff's Office gets a call from a passing over-the-road trucker stating that Brand, there's a a truck parked out in the middle, not middle, but 
parked out into the lane of Highway 277. And so that's when they dispatched. That's how they come to the the truck is what the San Angelo Live is stating. They don't actually go out there but based on the, the uh, 911 call. And if you'll go back to our timeline, that really coincides with him making the, the 911 call and then them getting uh, the sheriff's office actually getting a call separate. Um, again, there's just a lot of things that there's so many what the fucks at every turn of this. Now, this article that we're going to post was written six weeks after he goes missing. Now, this is strictly hearsay, and this is, uh, you can look it up on Reddit's unresolved mystery page, but it states, and I don't know how they got this again, these are some of the things that apparently went on with or went down in the conversation between Brandon and Kyle the night that he goes missing. This is the phone call between these two after the 911 call. All right, now, before we go over this, um, Kyle had just got out of prison on a drug charged. So there is that aspect of him knowing for sure who's on meth, who's not. Well, before we do that phone call, it's, it's important to um, uh, point out the fact that the cop on the scene is responding to the truck driver's 911 call. Kyle is responding to the phone call from Brandon. Neither one of the, the cop nor Kyle have any idea that Brandon has called 911. Correct. And that's going to cause some confusion with Kyle because Brandon has a warrant out for his arrest. So Kyle does not inform the police officer that he has been in contact with his brother. So right or wrong, if I do it for mine, yeah, for sure, absolutely, because you're not expecting cops when you come up with a gas can. Well, that, and you're not expecting that this incident's going to lead to your brother's disappearance forever. Yeah, like you're, think, you're thinking you're, you're he talking really is. to him. Yeah, you really think he's just over the yeah. hill looking. Yeah, you're on the, the phone with yeah. him. And he says he can see you. Yeah. You're not thinking, well, he's going to disappear forever. So you're you're going to protect your brother. But if if Kyle had been aware, if if the cop had been made aware of the other 911 call, or if Brandon had let him know, if Kyle had known that Brandon had called the cops, I think the situation would have been much different. Oh yeah, I think Kyle would have been said. Look, would've, Kyle would have been like, "Look, I'm talking to him. He's oh, he says he's right here." Kyle would have aided the cop in yeah. every way possible, but because he didn't know, because he didn't know, he didn't tell the cop that he'd been talking to Brandon. And also, like I said earlier in the podcast, if you're going to call nine one one, and I know it's an emergency situation, and I know you're probably not thinking properly, but you have got to learn. To stay calm enough to give specific directions, specific location, because that's probably why neither the the cop was not aware of the 911 call because Brandon didn't give a good description of his location. Who the hell knows? He said, just going towards Abilene. Hell, how far away is Abilene? Could that's be like South Georgia between Atlanta and Augusta. Yeah, yeah it's like saying, yeah, if you're in There's Atlanta, fucking nothing yeah. out there. Yeah, if you say you're in Atlanta going towards Augusta on both sides. Well, uh, 
Outside of Forsyth, we don't know where the fuck you're Yeah, at. like, okay. That's that's a 200-something mile stretch there. With nothing. With no, Yeah, there's really like nothing. Like sketch gas stations, I wouldn't let my ass cheeks touch the seat. <laughs> for real. I mean, you're for real. <laughs> Like I would feel more, I would feel more comfortable if I walked in one of those gas stations going to Augusta from Atlanta outside of Forsyth. If they just had footholds there and a hole in the ground, I'd be like, "Yep, that's fine with me." Yeah. So now we get to this crazy kind of transcript. It's kind of taken out of. It looks like to me, this is taken from an the crawlspace interview. It is. It is indeed. Um, basically, Kyle goes on to state that Brandon's fight with Ledessa was over drugs. And Brandon was trying to get drugs earlier in the day. He asked Kyle to get him some. And everyone around Brandon states that it was meth that he was trying to procure. So this is the major argument between Ledessa and Brandon. So... According to Kyle, it is going to confirm the the the, the statement in the nine one one call of a state trooper because he's going to claim on the the crawlspace podcast that Brandon tells Kyle that Ladessa got some quote Mexicans from the neighborhood to chase him out of town. There are two of them still chasing him, but a state trooper pulled over the third one. So that's yeah. Kyle mentioning the state trooper as well. And he states that Brandon hangs up with Kyle. And a few minutes later, he calls him back and says, look, I ran out of gas. And then asked Kyle to bring him some gas. And then he says that he'll have to go back to Brandon's house to get some gas cans. Kyle states that he calls back several times, but Kyle can't understand what's, what he's saying. And at some point, he... Is it's explained to Kyle that Brandon or Brandon states I'm bleeding. So Kyle arrives where Brandon told them to meet him. They see Brandon's truck and ask where he's at. Brandon claims he's right there, though they can't see anything. All right, a vehicle approaches and Brandon says to Kyle, "One time run." This states that this is a reference to, one time is a reference to the cops. I personally have never heard that, yeah, but that may either. be from a Texas thing. It may be. But, you know, we we just say po-po, five-o. Yeah, five-o. <laughs> so Kyle tells him that he's done nothing wrong and there's nothing, there's, uh, and he's not going to run. Brandon says to him, where's your pride, motherfucker, and then hangs up on Kyle. <laughs> so obviously in that situation, yeah, if I'm the brother, I'm like, he's he's fucked up. Because you're not telling me that I ain't got no pride if I'm telling you I ain't done nothing wrong. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't done nothing wrong. Still, fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Kyle approaches the officer to ask if he can search down the road for Brandon because he keeps losing signal and can't find him. The officer says it's okay, but tells him he's not in the direction Kyle is going because the cop just came from there and didn't see anyone. And also, I mean, why would Brandon tell Kyle to run when Brandon himself called the po- the the police? That makes a, that makes little sense to me. But 
Yeah, and Kyle states that he doesn't know why Brandon says, where's your pride? Because he didn't know it at the time. But right before that, it's when Brandon had called 911. Kyle states that after he searched up and down the road that his son, Kyle's son, was hungry. And so Kyle goes to the bank to withdraw some money and get some food for his son and to fill up the gas can with five gallons of gas. Kyle then picks up a friend to help him look for Brandon. They return to Brandon's truck, fill it up with gas, or put five gallons in it. Kyle yells out, there's no cops anymore, and we filled your car with gas. You can come out now. They go up and down the road yelling out for him, but they can't find him. So eventually they go home at 9 a.m. Ledessa files a missing person report. I don't know. Well, Kyle does go on to state that he doesn't believe at all that Ledessa had anybody chasing Brandon out of town. Well, I mean, that if that's true, then drug-related psychosis seems to be the most likely right. factor. But just because Kyle don't believe it, doesn't don't mean, mean it, it ain't happen. true. That's true. Kyle would go on record stating that he felt like, and to this day says that when he was talking to Brandon, Brandon wasn't running. Yeah. Now, in the 911... On the 911 call, it doesn't sound like he's running. No, but it sounds like he's he there's might, something physical has happened. Like he's Yeah, he's slightly out of breath, yeah. but by the end of it, he said, you know, no, I need the cops. If you start a conversation running and you continue to run... You're not going to sound like that at the end. You're not going to be like, no, I need the cops. You're going to be panting and wheezing and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, Brandon, not Brandon, I apologize. Kyle touches on the fact that people who state they hear the gunshots in the 911 call, Kyle says, you know, those were not gunshots. Those were actual sounds of a vehicle going over the bridge over the Colorado River. I just, I mean, I don't buy into, I mean. Even in a drug psychosis, if you're being shot at, that's a calm, yeah. cool moment. Yeah, yeah, I got two theories, and one of which it would make sense that he was shot, but I don't, if he was shot, I don't think it's happening in the 911 call. I don't even think he's being shot at because he would be freaking out. I don't care how high you are. Well, that's well. I've never been on meth, so who the hell knows? Yeah. But anyone that has been on meth, please comment and let us know that if you would be calm or the opposite of calm if someone was taking shots at you from a distance or not. Now, there is a theory out there that says that the reason Ledessa didn't come clean with what the argument was over... Well, maybe what, she didn't want to get him in trouble. Right. Was that she didn't want that to, his past to muddy the waters of them looking for him. Yeah. And I hate to say this, black, white, green, yellow, polka dotted, if you're missing. And you're, you're and it a comes known out meth that you head? Have a, yeah. If it comes out that you're either A, a prostitute, or B, a drug addict. Or, or a drug addict prostitute. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> a blood house yeah, comes yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, the cops the cops might give you an application to the Claremont, but they're yeah, not. They're not going. They're not going to be searching for you. Too not hard. real hard. So I can see that, you know, and I can see small town politics playing in. And too. also, I mean, she just got. He just got a new job. She don't want to let him know that. 
it's a small town that's just gonna get back to his job and maybe he loses it i mean it's it makes perfect sense that she wouldn't be like oh yeah he's smoking meth and he ran out of the house she ain't no snitch the other thing is true i agree why would he just suddenly stop talking to the 911 operator unless he thought the sounds from the bridge were gunshots it's possible but still you would and you don't hear a commotion you don't hear like he clear, he doesn't drop the phone no he does it doesn't really sound like he ends the call no yeah i don't we don't hear on the the recording exactly where it cuts off you don't you don't hear a click you don't hear anything like that so it's it's strange we do, even though we don't know where it cuts off, we do know that it does because he makes several phone calls after the fact. The first phone call to Kyle to get gas happens, then the 911 call happens, and then the fucking uh, man up bro or where's your fucking pride phone call happens. So the 911 call happens in between those. What I find fascinating or strange is if this was a real emergency situation Brandon makes 11 phone calls and receives several himself but one of those calls is to 911 only one of them yeah I never understood that either I mean he's calling everybody and their mother but at one point he calls his neighbor yeah his neighbor he calls his brother a couple of times he calls Odessa a shit ton and she never answers yeah and then in the middle of all these calls all right Let's I'll call nine one one. Yeah, it's called nine one one. Well, I mean, if Ledessa did send these Mexicans. Mexicans after him, maybe he's trying to call Ledessa to call him off. Maybe so. I mean, that makes that would make the most sense. That would make sense to me. Yeah. And maybe Ledessa doesn't fess up to what the argument was about because she knows she sent Mexicans to run him out of town. Maybe she's covering her own ass. True, and there's. There's a theory out there, and I cannot for the life of me find it again, that says she is tits deep in this thing. <laughs> you like is that, that a direct thing? quote? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's on Web Sleuth, and I cannot find There's four separate threads on Web Sleuth, and I've looked at this case so many times, I don't know which thread it is, yeah. but I'm sure you can find it. This case is the opposite of some, like the O.E. Smith case. Yeah. O.E. Smith, we, could, we couldn't find any information except for one thing. Or the lady from Arkansas. Yeah, the, the lady from Arkansas, we found that one article. Yeah. This is This, you can overload. drown in information. And all of it is speculative, and all of it contradicts itself, and there's no shortage. Every podcast we listen to has done an episode on this. Every true crime, mystery, YouTube page that I subscribe to, they've done an episode on this and the thing is there's a lot of people on youtube that do true crime or mysteries or stuff like that and they say they get a lot of requests to do their angle on this yeah you know and it took us 18 episodes before we felt comfortable doing one on this because it's been covered yeah and it's been covered much better than we are tonight but Okay, so let's go back to the 911 call for just a second. And this is a thread on 
Web Sleuth as well, said they felt like, and this is, I don't know, I'm, you can put as much talk in this as you want to after I say this guy's name. His thread name is Seven Bongs. He says that he's from Texas too and that he heard snipers perching guys over here. No. Well, hold on. He said that perching is slang for snipers shooting targets. And now, not snipers as in the word that you think of, like taking people out. There is a long-range shooting community, and I don't know if they go by snipers. But at night, I don't... Anyway, going back on this, guys. Snipers must have been hiding in the mountains. The cartel may have sent someone to take him out if he was looking for meth and couldn't pay for it because he was in between jobs. So you just got a guy posted up, ready to, ready to rock and roll, right where he, I don't right know, where that, he runs out of gas. Unless, unless, like you said, that you feel like he's being chased by... Let's go back to the Mexicans thing. He's being chased by Mexicans. He thinks Ledessa has sent them... Something happens. So there could be Mexicans chasing him, and he's just mistaken on who sent him. Right. And then if they're chasing him, then they send someone up on a higher vantage point to see if they can find him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, mm -hmm. now, many me said that he thought he heard detective in the 911 call and that there are other voices in the back. There's definitely other voices in the back. When she says, do you need an ambulance, someone... Most likely, Brandon is talking in the background. Yeah, I agree with you. And that, I'm no. not. I'm. I'm not. I will accept any theory of that 911 call. If people say that there's the person that says "Yeah" is not the, is not Brandon. Uh, people say there's gunshots. People say there's this. People say there's that. I'll, I accept all of it because I don't know, man. I can't decipher it for the life of me. This is, heck, I don't get past staper preaching before I, I lose track of what the hell's going on. It's extremely odd. There is a thread out there that says that Brandon was somewhat, somehow mixed up in a massive drug house bust for meth. And this could lead credence to the Mexican side of it. And then, this, now this is strictly, uh, we're just rambling. Just chasing rabbits on our own here. Like we said, you know, there may be Mexicans slash cartel that are chasing him, and he thinks Ledessa sent it, sent them. But it may be the fact that they feel like he screwed up the, he got the drug house busted. I don't know. I just, it's odd to me the whole the whole Mexican thing. All right, another podcast that you might want to uh, check out is a episode on Generation Y and they speak to one of Brandon's friends named Jason Watts and his accounts and Brandon's brother's accounts are very inconsistent. Hmm. Jason states Brandon's truck was searched and no drugs were found. So, could have been on it. Kyle states the truck was not searched and the hazard lights were turned on because the police officer opened the door and turned the hazard lights on and shut the door back. Well, 
I would say Kyle would probably know better because Kyle was on the scene. Yes, and then um, during Kyle's interview with Crawl Space, he says that the truck was towed and Ledessa wound up getting the truck after she paid the fees. Well, here's, I mean, I understand why a police officer would turn the hazard lights on. But, shit, if the man's missing, he's going to find gas or whatever, and you leave gas for him, Brandon comes back, now his damn battery's dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and Kyle goes on to state that they never searched it. They just opened the door, turned the flashers on, closed the door. And that would make sense if if he's... And Kyle was on the scene first. Yeah, sticking out. So he would know, right? I would say he would. Yeah. Kyle's on the scene first. Why would he lie about that? The staper question comes into contact to content with this line of questioning. Staper, you know, we can get into state trooper. And as you had alluded to, one of the podcasts on True Crime Garage, they edit state trooper mm-hmm. and it comes out staper. Yeah, the Nick says state trooper and within four seconds the captain has edited it to say staper 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 but the fact that you can't understand half of what brandon's saying anyway could also lead you to think that he just says it fast and there's no edit whatsoever and he says it fast and there's you know shoddy cell service out there people want to people want to um make more out of the the staper part saying it's edited because that leads down the conspiracy rabbit hole with the sheriff and the newspaper and all that which we are not going to cover but just so you know the sheriff at the time his wife is the owner and editor of the newspaper and if you go to missing brandon lawson and you click on the one that says the the tab that says misleading information or misleading articles you can see where their uh, quarrel comes in with the sheriff and his wife because they just they write some inflammatory articles saying that Brandon's not in the county anymore. He did this, he did that, and there's a whole big thing about that. But that's not what we're here, what we're here for. And plus, if you're interested, you can find it. Yeah, chase that rabbit all you want. Yeah. So maybe he says state trooper, maybe he says staper, maybe it's edited. I, I don't think it's edited. I don't really think it's edited. I think he's just saying it really fast. I think it's consistent with the the jumbled mess of his speech pattern. Well, and I go back to the... That's a, that, again, that's, a, that's just my personal opinion. I will piggyback off yours and say that along those lines, he may just be... I don't know. There's two lines of thinking that I think about in that situation. One, there's shoddy cell service that's going in and out, may, making it cut in and out. That could be it, too, because when he says, uh, they chased me through a field or whatever, it cuts out. Yeah. And the other thing is, he may be talking so fast or or trying to talk into the mic. I know in some older phones, it would pop out. Short out? Yeah. The The feedback would make it pop. So he could say, state trooper, and that. The, the Tra, enunciation of yeah, it would, would make it st- staper. That's possible. All right, so you want to get into our theories? I I have two theories. 
and one is very consistent with the the uh, is the overall theory of what happened is he was had some sort of drug induced psychosis he was he was in no trouble at all he did run out of gas which would which the fact that he is so fucked up that he's hallucinating would um justify the fact that he didn't stop to get gas he passes gas stations on his way and he doesn't stop so possibly he's running through the field scared of nothing and he ends up falling in the river and he, and he's just washed away or my second theory is the is when he says going towards Abilene on both sides that leads me to believe that there's some sort of pursuit happening and they're going towards Abilene on both sides of the road so there's two vehicles going in the same direction and that only thing that would make sense to me about that would be some sort of road rage incident Brandon's pissed off he's high on methamphetamine maybe this car or vehicle pulls out in front of him or does something to piss him off he drives up on him flips him off passes him cars like oh hell no pursues him shit goes down and he meets his unfortunate end somewhere out there but if that's what happened they're gonna have to leave that body there yeah because that there was what 16 minutes between his 911 call and the police showing up yeah, from the, the from the trucker's call. Right, and then the with the police showing up, Kyle shows up, and then supposedly he's talking to him. Yeah. So that. Well, yeah, that's true. So yeah. The burial or Never removing mind. the body will just screw that whole thing up. They, well, now they make, they could have removed it. They, well, they could have. They could have shot him. They could have stabbed him, and he's bleeding. And they they go off into the night. And leave him. But yeah, fuck. That don't make no damn sense. All right. Why? Well, no, if no. he if he was if he was in a road rage incident and he was stabbed or shot or whatever, why would he still not come to the cops? Or unless it was a cop. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know, man. I will. I'll, I just shot holes in my own fucking theory. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, but I will pick your theory up and say that. Maybe Brandon did run out of gas. Someone picked him up to go get some gas. And this dumbass cut someone off, something like that. And they're trying to outrun or escape from whoever they pissed off. Like you said, they're both driving down side by side down the road. And the douchebag that has picked Brandon up runs the other car off the road into the woods slash into a field or brush or whatever you want to say and so they check to see if the guys are okay that they just run off the road and they're not well they are okay yeah, and they, but they're if, pissed off if that's true though he's still very close to his vehicle so if he's walking and and what you're saying happens how are they still that close to the vehicle yeah, I yeah, agree. And where is the other vehicles? True. My second theory would be that after 
you know, Brandon gets into another vehicle to take him to get gas. Maybe he did come up on a state trooper. Maybe he came up on like a drug deal or something in the middle of fucking Texas with the cartel. That's what I was about to go to. Corrupt cops on the track. It could be something like that. We got no idea, no way of knowing. But if that's true, where did everybody else go? Where did they all go? And why didn't he identify that to his brother? Why? I think you're just going to have to concede to a drug-induced psychosis. I mean, it's the only way to make sense of it, unfortunately. Maybe he got a bad batch. His brother claims that he never hallucinated before on methamphetamines. Maybe he got a bad batch. Maybe somebody sold him fucking uh, chlorine powder or something. He didn't (laughs) fucking know what it was. I mean, seriously. Oh, I know. I agree with you. Uh, one thing that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense was the call with a lot of these theories is the call between Brandon and Kyle, where Brandon says that he could see Kyle and the police at the same time. I, I don't know. I think that call occurred and Brandon wasn't really truly inside of his truck, but he saw maybe the flashing lights and thought Kyle must be there. I don't know. I... It's just odd that I'm bleeding in a field, somebody's chasing me, or we're chasing someone, and there's law enforcement. Whether I'm going to jail or not. What also doesn't make sense to me is the fact that Kyle could be on the phone with his brother next to a police officer, and the police officer doesn't inquire as to who he's speaking with, or he doesn't get the contact clues from the conversation itself that he's talking to his brother. Well, that and, and we'll say, all right. Let's chase this rabbit. For well, a here, well, what if he was picked up by someone to go get gas, and like I stated earlier, this guy cut someone off getting back on the highway, and they're hauling ass towards Abilene, and that's where he's on the phone saying we're headed towards Abilene on both sides of the road, and they think he's going back towards Bront to get gas, and they've been looking in the wrong direction the whole fucking time. Maybe. I think, right, I want to point out that uh, Kyle, all his statements on the uh, the podcast, it's, it's important to point out that he has taken two lie detector tests or polygraph tests, and he's passed both of them. Now, there's, and a, like, uh, there's, Nick, a, there's a reason. Nick has stated in the past, there's no good things come from taking a polygraph yeah, test. Yeah, exactly. There's no, they're inadmissible at court, in court. But it does say something that he passed twice. And he himself has suggested that the cop on the scene, Officer Neal, he suggested that he needs to take a polygraph as well. But up until up until now, he hasn't. So, what the fuck happened to this guy? What happened, man? I don't know. All right, so we get into Mini-Me's theory, and he says, and I know this is far-fetched, but what if the staper was referring to the sheriff, and the sheriff wanted Brandon dead because he had screwed up the drug house raid? This could explain why the sheriff doesn't speak out on a lot of this. The Abilene on both sides could be someone chasing him from one side. Then the sheriff sees him, and they chase him. I know it's far-fetched, but it might be true. No one has questioned the sheriff, and that sheriff refuses to speak out about anything about the case. It's just a theory. It's possible, but highly unlikely. 
but I don't think it's that far-fetched. It might be true. Good deal, Minnie Me. I, that's well thought out. I do say, just like the Henry McCabe story, if we don't have this phone call, this is just another missing person. Yeah, it's not going to be as, as wide, widely known, and I agree with that. But... Now, and both of the calls are so strange, but they're so strange for such different, different reasons. reasons. Yeah, I still believe Henry McKay was attacked by the damn devil. Himself incarnate. Yeah. There are some side theories out there that this fits into the missing 411. Water's involved. A lot of missing things have gone on with Look, we're just going to have to call. bite the bullet and just cover that goddamn missing 411 because we're mentioning it pretty much every damn week. You're right. <laughs> It'll be like a seven-parter, but we'll do it. <laughs> um, and David Pilatus, if anyone has direct ties to him, we'd love for him to call us. Now, <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I know we have done nothing but muddy the waters on the Brandon Lawson case. I assure you, though, if you... If we have sparked your interest, just, There's sort of, plenty just, just, just go look. A plethora yeah. of podcasts, Good luck web pages, web sleuth pages. There's four different threads on web sleuths. Four. There was like eight on Reddit, eight yeah. or nine on Reddit. He and, has his own page. Yeah. There's yeah. a poll on web sleuths on what you think ha- happened to Brandon Lawson, and there has been almost a million people vote. A million people. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. All right. Unfortunately, we've answered nothing. We have a what the fuck total of Mini Me says 43. Now, like we have stated in the past, Coach and I are becoming numb to the what the fucks. Fortunately, Mini-Me is not numb to the what-the-fucks, and he is counting the what-the-fucks, how-the-fucks, or why-the-fucks. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, we get into our recommendations of the week, and I think we both agree on this one. Yeah, we got two. both of us have the same two recommendations, and the first one is going to be the, uh, the YouTube page, um, Unknown Observer. We recommended him a few weeks ago, but he has a really good tape, a really good video on this case where it really emphasizes the sounds in the background of the what so-called gunshots it's actually the first time i really heard them was on that and then true crime garage um they have done several parts on brandon lawson They've done an episode on him. They've done a, 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 a update on him. They've done an interview with his brother. But the one we're specifically going to talk about are the two episodes, episode 85 and 86, where they literally spend two hours breaking down the 911 call. And they play it over and over and over again. Slow it down, slow it down, loop it, swoop it, and pull. Flip it in reverse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bop it, <laughs> twist it, all that. But in order to access those episodes since it's so far in the past you're actually going to have to download the Stitcher app because that's where they have all their archived episodes. Every episode of True Crime Garage is available on Stitcher. Yeah. So. And I do second both of those. I think they do a fabulous job on that aspect of it and that's 
when they release those episodes, they state, you know, it had been covered so many times they wanted to delve into mm-hmm. just the 911 call. And my only complaint about the, the, those two episodes is the fact that they just can't understand that he says Abilene. It is so clear that he's saying going towards Abilene on both sides. And they, well, they are from Ohio. They are, so who cares? It's still, look at the fucking map. Well, and <laughs> we're from Georgia. We talk a whole lot like some people from Texas. Yeah, but we don't know any of Ladessas. I know. Is that not a, that's a Texas I name. knew an Odessa. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. I knew a Dessa. A Dessa? I taught a Dessa, and your favorite history teacher that taught beside you <laughs> said and nicknamed her Odessa. Mm-hmm. So that's what I called her her entire career in high school. <laughs> and when I see her still to this day, I said, Odessa. <laughs> and she like rolls her eyes, but I can't help it. All right. With that said, Coach, you got anything? Nothing. Deuces.